0: Welcome to the show. Test one, two, test one, two. Stop.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.
0: Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.
1: Welcome back to the program. Welcome to the show. It's The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. All of Brewski back at it. And uh, I know this doesn't matter to you, but I'll say it anyway. We're recording on a Sunday, which feels good. Oh, it's God's <laughs> stepping yeah. all over. I hope that's yeah. okay. It's a bit holy. Uh, welcome to the program. See our webpage online, the vocalminority.net, and all our socials can be found there. We can still communicate with the program. We haven't taken that option away. No. <laughs> you, you don't want so to use did. it, but.
0: I mean, come on. <laughs> Eh, we're getting plenty of comments in the comments section, but not a lot of direct communication. So feel free to reach out, people, especially Wichita, who is still listening to every freaking episode. And now someone else in Wichita is tuned in. So, uh, oh, really? That's uh, ah! one of our original
1: markets back in the old radio days. So reach out, people. Come on. Yeah. No, a, don't have to be embarrassed to reach out. I feel like people only reach out when it's a... Uh, Oh, I had a terrible experience at Dunkin' Donuts. You know, uh, maybe no one's had a terrible experience with us. Well, people are certainly <laughs> upset with us, but that's the comments section. That's the that's comments, right. yeah. Yeah,
0: and uh, yeah, that's an old radio rule of thumb. People usually only call to complain. They usually don't reach out to say, hey, you guys are doing a great job. Just keep it up. <laughs> keep know? it up. We love it. Yeah, exactly. And, and yes, it is a holy day, but we're all about the holes around here, so uh, party oh. on.
1: <laughs> Early on, harness. Yes. All right. Uh, well, today, need to know news is what we do are you ready for need to know news this is need to know news news you need to know start the news chant please come on news 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 news
0: almost uh, too much news going on of late to even put into one episode so we'll see what we can get to here but um yeah. i have two quick articles to start off with that i will put under the heading of the vocal minority was right again Oh, okay. Yeah. I love these, dude. These are great. Yes. I mean, we always talk on the show about the fact that conservatives, Republicans, tend to be giant flaming hypocrites. That they do not practice what they preach. And they're willing, you know, they're just hypocrites left and right. Speaking of comment sections getting us screamed (laughs) at and death threats and everything else, the whole Kid Rock, you know, boycotting (laughs) Bud Light, Dylan Mulvaney. Did we all see Kid Rock this
1: week? So funny, dude. Uh, So funny.
0: Congratulations. Kid Rock was photographed drinking Bud Light. (laughs) Yeah, I just couldn't put it down.
2: Enjoying a BL.
1: He couldn't yeah. quit it. He, uh, obviously, uh, you know, shot Bud Light up with an AK-47 or I don't, you know, I don't know what the gun is, so don't kill me. Uh, but uh, he, you know, shot it all up and he said, Bud Light, dead to me. Anheuser Busch is a whole dead to me. And how many weeks has it been? I mean, we're going on a few months here, I guess. But not only was
0: he uh, photographed at a concert, and he was up in one of like the sky boxes or something, so maybe he thought he would get away with it. But he was photographed hanging over the railing, can of Bud Light in his hands. And it's also (laughs) been shown that his bar that he has in Tennessee or Kentucky or whatever it is, like Tennessee. They never stopped selling Bud Light and are still selling it to this day.
1: So, dude, if I was Anheuser Busch, I would still uh, steal that screenshot. That should be the new Bud Light ad, like chilling with Bud Light. You know, Kid
0: Rock showing the yes conservatives are giant hypocrites and don't stick by what they uh, you know preach at you and are just trying to rile you up. So, don't fall for that kind of garbage. And that's right. I did immediately go to the uh, you know Facebook page for us where we had the 10,000 views on that Kid Rock video. And I posted that picture of multiple people's comments uh, with <laughs> hashtag hypocrites. And nobody's responded as of yet. Of course not. Of course
2: not. Why would they?
0: Right. So the
1: only uh, response I ever have seen from it is Photoshop, Photoshop. No, no, it's real, dude. Yeah. Fake news here.
0: Kid Rock likes his Bud Light. So, yeah. Not putting his money where his mouth is with his bar or his actual mouth, so, and <laughs> <and funny>. I- <laughs> <laughs> but we didn 't need to fake it because they 're no. the fakers, and there they are drinking bud lights and uh, so yeah so that 's fun um, and then you know we were talking about the Barbie movie here on the show, and Nick and I had said that it was uh, it was brilliant, it was a masterpiece it 's uh you know just brilliant social commentary and I would put it up there with something like, you know, Born on the Fourth of July or The Color Purple, like Philadelphia, like movies that just have, you know, put a mirror to
1: society, right? Yeah. You leave. Uh, If you go to the movie with someone, you leave and you're talking about it right away, you know, pondering like what happened in the movie, like it starts social conversation and could change, you know, some of the things that are happening in our society indeed
0: i was hanging out with Dottie and one of her mom friends and i said like have you seen barbie yet to her friend and she was
1: like i've seen it twice like <laughs> right <laughs> yeah there's a lot of people seeing it twice you haven't seen it yet brewski
2: I-, I may yeah i haven't gone to the movies for anything i want to see so yeah. it's not like it's any one particular movie i'm holding out on it's just sure i haven't gone to the movies
0: well when it makes it to streaming or whatever you definitely need to watch it so uh the news on that uh barbie beats batman oh. so oh, oh warner wow. brothers the studio warner brothers their all-time you know top grossing movie forever now has been uh the dark knight christopher nolan's uh version of batman that came out years ago it made 536 million dollars for warner brothers who is that boy who's what
1: boy uh, the batman who plays batman oh uh christian bale is that batman oh, okay yes. and uh, those
0: are Yes. <laughs>
1: exactly. One of the bad guys in the room. Bane. Yeah. And
0: uh if you have never seen those movies, by the way, I mean they're some of the best superhero movies ever. Um, so well done, so realistic. You watch the first Batman, and you're like, I could be Batman, like a real human could be Batman. You you see how it's conceivable.
1: Yeah, I gotta start. I gotta start. I gotta start some of the. I'm starting to get pumped up on some of these uh, movies you're telling me to watch. Like, uh, I've never been excited to see them, or you know, like I'll watch it with you if you want me to, but like I'm not gonna donate my time, you know, (laughs) to it. But I'm starting to get there.
0: You've got a uh, pop culture hole in your repertoire.
1: So, yeah. And they're entertaining
0: movies. So. I,
2: I still can't believe you haven't seen DC Cab. I mean, come on.
0: He hasn't I mean, seen This A Spinal Tap yet. I mean, that's oh, no fence. No. I've, I've got, never seen it.
1: Nick but got cloned to on
0: Facebook this week, and I'm hoping maybe your clone has seen Spinal Tap so the two of us can hang out. <laughs>
1: it's my AI <laughs> assistant, dude.
0: <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight was uh, Warner Brothers' top title from 2008, making $536 million. And as of this week, and this isn't done yet, Barbie hit $537 million. Oof. Wow. It's funny, dude. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. So it's now the top grossing film of all time for Warner Brothers Studios. So, well,
2: you know, this is just another thing for the writers to point to and say, see, hey us, you effers, hey yeah. us.
0: Yeah. Now, speaking of that, I am worried that Hollywood's going to get the wrong message from Barbie's success and start just making toy movies or something. Like, that's not the point of Barbie. Yeah. So. If they want to make sequels or other movies that are social, you know, commentary, go for it. But please don't just start making toy movies, thinking that that's what this was. So,
2: you know, uh, in that vein, I saw something that I hope, I hope, is just somebody creating a, their own little poster, yeah, and not a real thing. But I saw that Mark Wahlberg might star in the Six Billion Dollar Man.
0: Oh, that that is true. No, oh
2: oh God. It. He's already ruined Spencer. he already ruined Spencer for hire for me. Now he's mm-hmm. gonna ruin this too. You can't do that. He you played
1: Spencer even, for hire. Even,
2: even Oscar Goldman says, You can't do that, Mark Goldman, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. You can't do it.
0: Yeah. Wow, Bruski's holding up an original six million dollar man doll. That's Actually, this
2: this is this is um. Oscar Goldman. He was Steve Austin's boss.
0: Oh, wow. Even more specific. Wow. <laughs> That's very specific. That's yeah. great. No, I heard about that a while ago, that while uh, Marky Mark was going to remake the $6 million man, that would be, by today's standard, everyone would have bionic limbs, or every rich person. Uh, so, I yeah. had to call he it is. the $6 billion man. So yeah
2: and, yeah, and yes, Nick, he actually did a Spencer for Hire movie, and it was just as bad as you would think that it was.
0: See, I thought it was alright. I didn't think it was brilliant, but I don't know. I kind of like Marky Mark.
1: I think he's good. No, so. But
2: here's the thing: have you ever have you ever watched the original TV show?
1: No, I don't think I have, actually. Okay. Yeah, that so, would probably make a difference if you liked the
0: show originally, right? I uh, I just watched the new Transformers movie. I wasted $6 renting that one. <laughs> and um, this one takes place, it's a prequel, basically. It takes place in the early 90s. And if you recall, Mark Wahlberg p- took over for uh, Shia LaBeouf at some point in these Transformers movies, and he was the star of one of them. They pretty much all sucked, and I just keep watching them for some reason.
1: <laughs> but you it is okay. the first movie,
0: First one. The first one was all right, and then they just went off a cliff after that. But um, in this prequel, they make a joke. It's in the early nineties, and they say like Hey, did you hear Marky Mark's leaving the Funky Bunch to become an actor? Like an actor? <laughs> like that's
1: crazy, you know? Uh, wasn't it a, was though? it a dig at him, dude?
0: It was kind of a dig and kind of funny, referencing that he would, of course, be in the Transformer movies and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like Marky Mark for the most part. He's done some good movies, but you like him, him as an movie. actor or a humanitarian? Uh, I like his burgers. I've actually never had a Wall Burger. Are those huge?
2: Austin Brewski. I've, I've. They're not. They're not huge here. There's, except for the one that's north of me, that's at this kind of swanky outdoor mall. They're usually in tourist places. They're, uh, they're is in,
1: it a good burger though, or have you had it? It's a burger. Oh, okay.
2: I've I've eaten there a couple times, yeah. But it's it's a burger.
1: Marky Mark still taking your money, Stephen. This is need to know news. News you need to know. Hello Americans, this is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, uh, we, I did a story and it talked about uh, religion and the way that it's changing uh, when it comes to Trump, right? Yes. Uh, and yeah. that was a great story you covered, by the way. Yeah. Do you want to recap it? I, I want us to say this first. Okay. This is going to tie into all of what I'm going to tell you now because yeah. there's more to this story. But oh, really? uh, So, yeah. The original. The original story said, basically, that these congregations were coming up to their pastors, different, you know, men of faith leaders and telling them, like, turn the other cheek like, yeah, out with that. Like, that doesn't that doesn't that's not the way it is anymore. Those are hippie liberal talking points. Yeah. And, uh, so it was a story about how Trump was bleeding into religion and starting to change, uh, some of the 10 commandments. I mean, you know, come on. So, uh, did you see that CBS put out a, uh, poll this week that was really interesting? And I mean, it's real short and simple. All right. This is not a long poll. Okay. Uh, I'm only ask, used the long polls, but yes. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they ask people, uh, Name number one who you feel like when they're talking, they're telling you the truth. Oh boy. And then they asked people, uh, went through a list, okay, Uh, and said, hey, give us your number one. So 71% of people said Donald Trump. Okay. 71% of devout
0: Republicans said that? I mean, it can't be all people said that.
1: Yes, Republicans.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. 30% of them know he's full of crap, but uh, disturbing that it be that high.
1: Uh, But it gets more interesting as the stats go on because coming in at 63%, which was the next highest off the list, was friends and family. So they trust him more than their friends and family, which, I mean, that's crazy to me. Your wife or husband or whatever is sleeping right next to you. And you believe someone outside, it made Donald Trump, more than that person?
0: I mean, it's proof of the level of insanity you have to have Ooh. to feel that way. I mean, yeah. he has documented lie after documented lie after. I mean, come on.
1: In the in the, I mean, what was his last count during his term? I think was thirty nine yeah, thousand lies, documented lies. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. So 63% friends and family, 56% next highest amount, conservative media figures. Wow. And I'm telling you as a liberal, as a Democrat, and just as a human being, that it's not real hard to tell that the most of those, most... Of those uh, conservative media figures are lying, or at least altering the truth, stretching the truth. I mean, it's a an hour of clickbait on a newscast. You know, it's all to scare you, rile you up. Yeah, Uh, Uh, you trust them? I can tell you just as a broadcaster that what they're doing is full of crap
0: and they're manipulating and bending truths and flat-out lying. I mean, talk about documented lies. It's been shown a million times over. Fox News, Breitbart, Newsmax, none of them will ever go on air and take anything back unless they're facing a billion-dollar lawsuit like they are nowadays. But Well, like
1: Fox, dude. Remember when all the texts came out of your boy, your angel, Tucker Carlson, being like, "Uh, you know, this is – I hate Trump. This is BS, you know, blah, blah. This is getting harder to stay on the air and lie. Yes. It was in print. And, mm-hmm. like, no one
0: cared. Wow, this is really uh, an insight into how conservatives think. Donald Trump's the most trustworthy. Your family is second. Although they probably have terrible families, so maybe that makes sense. But. It's a possibility, but... And then, and then, yeah, your Hannity's and Carlson's. Uh, where, yeah. where, is Jesus going to
1: show up on this list at some point? Or? Next, yeah, he's, Jesus is number four, but not, <laughs> not necessarily Jesus, but uh, number four, 42% of people said religious leaders. It's wow. four Four, it's three down from Trump. How can you even pretend to be religious if only 42% <laughs> yeah. of you
0: believe what these people are telling you? <laughs> Isn't that insane? I mean, it's just on its face hypocrisy and uh, and comical. Yes. You believe these fairy tales, but then you're saying, well, I don't believe the people telling me these things. But I mean, what? What? so what do you believe then?
1: That is, I mean, those stats are the definition of a cult. Yes, yes. Like, if you think, you know, religious uh, affiliation can be cultish, which it can. We've proven it in the court of law uh, with Charles Manson. Uh, so you're, you're in a cult. You're putting him above every one of your beliefs, family, totally religious leaders. Like, you're in a cult.
0: I've said a million times, the only difference between a cult and a religion is the number of members. Uh, when when the cult gets big enough it becomes a religion all of a sudden and uh yeah i mean at what point are the republicans just going to be labeled a a religion or a cult because that's
1: what you're doing it's they've it's i was thinking about it today i was listening to the news while i was driving i was on msnbc and they this reporter kept saying and the maga crowd and the maga crowd and i was like Funny that that term that's a new term is MAGA, that we will yeah. never forget what it means. And it doesn't mean what it is supposed to mean when you write it out in text. It just all I can think of is a cult whenever yeah. I hear it. Dude. And so. boy, this next year and some change, I'm trying to put
0: myself in the mindset of just like, I want to watch the, uh, the, the fireworks, the car on fire. Um, because yeah. it's just going to be a disaster oh. for the next year, and if I let myself get sucked into the stress, that's going to bring out. I mean, yeah, am yeah, going to get an ulcer and an aneurysm. So I'm just going to have to have faith that enough people on election day are not going to vote for insanity. So let's just yeah. sit back and watch this debacle because, you know, Trump is he's going to be found guilty of multiple things, not just one thing, and well, I can't yeah, see what happens.
2: I saw that they the Pence actually said that even if Trump is convicted. If he they should still be able to run for president,
1: except
2: but except there's a problem here. Mike Pence forgets that if Donald Trump is convicted of the, the charges in D.C. alone, that's fomenting a coup against the government. Right. By the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, that would that would rule him to be ineligible to hold office going forward. All these people that say that they love the Constitution and respect the Constitution. Well, you can't have it both ways.
1: Yeah. No, you got to pay attention to it all. People don't understand. I think a lot of people, when they think about the Constitution, is that they look at it as like a few different bullet points going down like they're just short lines, you know, free speech, you know, Uh and just go down it's a long document. Well, it's, and like the Bible, they love cherry picking it. You know. Yes. Well, yes. And,
2: and you know, and you know, what's funny about about that too, Nick, is that when you said bullet points, yeah, I was going to say it's just like a, a PDB given to Trump on a daily basis.
0: Oh, presidential no, daily it? briefing.
2: Yeah. So, what, when yes. they would when they, when they would give him the PDB, it had to be one page, and the bullet points could not exceed five bullet points.
1: Right. And it had to be at a big bold font. You know, they had they had to draw pictures on the sides yeah. of the page, Little emojis are next to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. No, but I'm I'm serious. Yeah, five yeah. bullet points max. And yeah, and, and, it, and, and, and he know.
1: didn't even read that most of the time.
2: And yeah. and they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't sit there and then explain the bullet points, right. Because his eyes would glaze over. <laughs> he poop and his, his hands no i'm not i'm not joking this this he would just
0: do a line of coke off the bullet points poop himself Uh, (laughs) i know you're not
1: joking brewski that's the sad part i know that i've i've seen this too it's like yeah that was true that was all very true but And, and by the way the thing you're talking about with him
0: being disqualified for some of these charges i've yet to get a definitive answer on that as far as Constitutional scholars say that that is true, but who enforces that? Would Congress uh, well, have to pass uh, some measure or something, and could that get through the, the, the thing? House?
1: The thing about it is, is the Supreme Court is actually looking at it right now, right? Uh, Republican leaders. Are starting to get a little bit nervous because if they put Trump on the ballot and then all this happens, mm-hmm. uh, people have voted for a man that can't be the president. So it leaves them screwed. Right. Yes. So they're pushing to say, Supreme Court, we got to get a decision before primaries like you. We need to know. And I love and- that that's their
0: thing. Let's get an answer. Not let's not put the tainted guy on the ballot at all. Right. They're just like, yes. can we
1: can we can he still win again if he can
0: he serve? Like, But isn't this all based on decorum and norm and all that stuff that trump just ignores left and right it
1: is but i mean if the supreme court decides on it uh you know i have
0: nothing but faith in the supreme court nowadays so i'm sure they'll find you know
1: it's funny dude because you know you can i mean uh our founding fathers when they wrote the document did a great job of doing it the best they could without leaving a ton to interpretation you know what i mean but my wife, who took uh, who's a lawyer and took uh, political law for three or four years, I think, said, I would I still have so much more to learn. Like, it's so huge. It's a huge document. That's the pro and con of it being a quote unquote living document.
0: You know, people can debate the nuances. So
2: what well, one one other thing here, the average age of those who created the the Constitution was 26 years old.
0: Yeah, isn't that something? And when we see people like Pete Buttigieg or AOC, everyone's like, they're so young. Like, we can't take what they're saying for, you know.
1: Yeah. They're oh, older well, than
0: the founding fathers were. <laughs>
1: yeah. And They are doing what well. They're not signing with a feather quill. Right. right. You know, like, yeah. you know, some progress has been made. Yeah.
2: Should, shouldn't we be caught because of their age? Shouldn't we be calling the founding fathers the founding bros?
0: Yeah,
1: I yeah, think right. that's probably a good idea. Bruce. We interrupt this
0: broadcast
2: to bring you this- We
1: interrupt
0: our program to bring you a
2: special
1: Here is program. a news bulletin. We interrupt this program to bring all you the humanity, All the humanity and all the things. The which will live in infamy. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Need to know news. I said, oh, Lord, Jesus, is' a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for this. It's time for another brewski. This one is a crazy brewski.
2: Gentlemen, I come to you bearing a sports and political story all in one.
1: Wow. Okay. Fantastic. So, don't tease us.
2: Now, uh, I don't know if you gentlemen have heard of the name Natan Levy. No. No. Okay. He is uh, an Israeli UFC fighter. Kay. He is 5'9", 155 pounds. Kay. He is currently one and 0 in the UFC. Penis and- size? I, don't, well, I, it I sounds can't like say. an angry
0: little man <laughs> little
2: um no but he's he's a very thoughtful man and actually he's had some heated discussions uh debates online with one Mr Nick Fuentes
1: oh okay he's uh he's a conservative idiot that it, has is,
2: denied Fuentes, the, is that
0: the UFC guy that started it or whatever no no no,
2: Nick so Fuentes? N- N- no no Nick Fuentes is actually a white nationalist who actually is a Holocaust denier
1: I hear he's the best in the biz
2: Anyway, so here's the thing. So, <laughs> so one of Nick Fuentes's uh, minions decided that he wanted to take on this UFC fighter. Okay. Now not 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 typing on the keyboard, this guy actually thought that he could go into the cage with <laughs> Natan Levy. And Dude. this this ended as you would imagine. Now this gentleman does say and the video is online, I will share this with you, and I'm hoping we can share it on our social media. But this gentleman is a bigger guy. You know, he does say in the video that he has martial arts background and he's done some of this and some of that. And he's got he yeah. says he's got a, a black belt in jujitsu and and, that and he sort already of has thing. brain
0: damage since he's a conservative. So, OK, yeah. so
2: but so now the video itself starts out interesting because he's actually already backtracking on some of the stuff that he said to Natan Levy. Now, here they are standing in the gym face to face. And he was like, "Oh, I didn't say this, and I didn't mean that, and, and, and that sort of thing, right?" Right. So, the, so then it gets time to go in the cage. They Got go a
1: crowd the, or no crowd?
2: Well, that's in the gym, and the only okay. crowd—the crowd that's in there—are the other UFC fighters that okay. are there to watch, that are Perfect. there training as well. But they're hanging around the cage and watching the Tom Levy just absolutely destroy this guy. Wow. At one point, in the Tom Levy puts him in a rear naked choke. And the guy starts tapping like crazy. And and the thing about the UFC is, when someone starts tapping, that's when you're supposed to release a chokehold. Let that means, go. It. Meanwhile, the Todd Levy seems to you see his bicep grow tighter, and the guy's <laughs> the guy's head growing redder and redder. He's squeezing tighter. He's choking this guy like you wouldn't believe. He and put him out, didn't he? No, 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 he didn't. He finally let him go, and the guy's like, "I was tapping. I was tapping. What are you doing? What are you doing?"
0: Fake news. I didn't see it.
2: And so, that, so then they start, they start sparring some more. And let's just say that by the time this is all said and done between the head kicks and Natan Levy getting um mounting top position on top of the guy and pounding mm. and re- raining down blows with big gloves on. Just round guy, and pound. This guy's nose did a hard left turn. But Natan Levy, I salute you for doing the right thing and doing the the, the good thing and beating the hell out of this damn holocaust denier
0: sure it's okay. what a great analogy for conservatives that don't know when they're in over their heads don't when they're know when they're being completely ignorant don't Run know their when mouth. they've been defeated <laughs> yeah yeah and, yeah. Uh, yeah for living out all of our fantasies for kicking the crap out of one of these ignorant idiots this is need to know news news you need to know Ooh. Harness. Thank you, everybody. Uh, so, we've been talking about the decline of Twitter, now known as X, soon to be known as an X company. Like, I just can't imagine this company is going to be able to survive. And by the way, Elon Musk, just stop tweeting, stop Xing, whatever the hell we're calling it. You know, yes. go on there and he's just. He's got a lot of free time. Apparently, he's. If on.
1: I was a stockholder, I'd be like, "Oh, seriously, what are you doing?" Right. So. Well,
2: but that, but it's actually privately owned now. There aren't any stockholders anymore. Oh,
1: that's, so, it's not publicly traded anymore. I didn't even realize that. No, no,
2: no, no did that's the, that, that's that's the thing is is that they, he bought it. It's not. It's not publicly traded. It, his money actually came from the Saudis.
0: Well, he continues to do <laughs> stupid things that uh, are going to add to the decline of Twitter. Now, uh, I got two little articles here. The first one is Elon Musk says the Twitter will no longer let you block other people isn't that just such an antithesis of social media you're supposed to be able to if somebody's harassing you bullying you you just don't want to see their crap you're supposed to be able to block people and we've had to block people on some of our social medias that are you know threatening us and whatnot and you know you can diffuse the situation by blocking them because then they don't get to sit there flapping
1: their gums at you anymore but yeah it's the digital way of of walking away from a fight and being like hey if we're not around each other we'll be all good
2: well, but, but, you know, I, I never block people because what, ha- what happens is when you block them, they're told that they're blocked and, and then that gives them some sort of satisfaction. So what I do is I mute them. Because you can still mute people. So they can send all the messages they want, but you don't see them. And they're just spinning their wheels thinking that they're sending you all these messages.
0: That is correct. Uh, apparently, you'll still be able to mute people. But I just I, I don't understand the logic other than wanting to have unfiltered garbage everywhere. Uh, because certainly if you're a minority or you're Jewish or something and you got neo-Nazis coming after you, like you should be able to block them. Why? Yeah. What? What is the logic behind taking that option
1: away from individuals? Because he doesn't like just exactly what you said, dude. He doesn't want his stuff to be uh, blocked. And this is a metaphor for putting this out into the world, too, by the way, which is what he's doing. Uh, and we're going to see so much garbage on X now if that happens. He hasn't done it yet, right? No.
0: And apparently Apple is saying uh, that it violates their app store guidelines to not allow people to be blocked on social media. Perfect. Uh, Goodbye. Get off the app store, dude. Bye. So we'll see if this comes to fruition and there could actually be lawsuits and everything else. You're allowing harassment, basically. I had talked to one of the previous uh, shows about the fact that advertising on social media sites is already dangerous enough because there's a comment section and you you pay for an ad. And then you open yourself up to all these people just commenting and ridiculing the crap out of you. And that's a weird way to do advertising. And Twitter's been losing advertisers. It's one of the reasons the value of the company has gone down, and one of the reasons they're struggling. And Musk is whining about, you know, bringing advertisers back. Bruce brought in an article about where they're trying to force some advertisers to spend a minimum amount, or yeah. they like blacklist them basically on there. So uh, here's a fun one: uh, two brands suspended advertising on X after their ads appeared next to pro-Nazi content. Wow. At least two brands have said that they will suspend their advertising on X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, as their ads and those of other companies
1: were run on accounts promoting fascism. Hey, dude, when you go to buy as an advertiser... You're looking at, uh, oh, hey, I want to be on the vocal minority three to six Monday through Friday, uh, and I don't care to be on any other day part. You make that decision when you buy your contract. So right. if these national advertisers can't do that and say, yeah, I'll advertise with you, I don't want to be associated with these things. Right. <laughs>
0: There's a whole bunch of talk shows out there that I get lists from advertisers. Do not put me on this show because of their opinions. I don't want to be associated with that. Right. And then there's even basic rules that, you know, you don't play two restaurants back to back. Like exactly. you allow people some security around their advertising. And here's Twitter because they've been taken over by so much neo-Nazi garbage. It's everywhere. So ads are just mathematically ending up next to it because yes. it's so much and they're doing nothing to filter it or block it. So they're losing advertisers as they're trying to gain advertisers advertisers. advertisers because Elon Musk is just letting it be the Wild West
1: I don't know what happened to him dude I mean I don't know like we've talked about before there was a point where maybe we just didn't know him now we do but he's crazy this is a crazy man it really is And I keep seeing Teslas driving all over these
0: areas. And, you know, I live in a very liberal area, and half these people don't seem to realize what they're supporting there. So,
1: Uh, You have a lot of Teslas in Tahoe. I told you I saw a bumper sticker
0: a while ago on a Tesla that said, I bought this before I knew his politics. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing really well at destroying brands. We'll see how far it goes. Yes. Need
2: to know news. News you need to know. Uh,
1: This world is full of evil. Gentlemen, uh, when I say that, we find the evil in politics. We find evil in criminals, e- evil in friends, evil in the police force. Sure. Uh, this is one of the people. You're supposed to be able to trust doctors, police people, and well, maybe you're a priest or religious leader, like you should be able to trust these people. Yeah. Uh, All the it's good old ways. Yeah, it's not that way anymore, dude. I mean, you cannot just automatically, like I would never automatically trust my priest. You know what I mean? If I, I would need yeah. to see that priest for quite a long time to be able to say, oh, I trust this guy, you know? And police, yeah, it used to always be the police are there to help you. Yes, dude, we are supposed to teach our children or any children in this world to be like, hey, if you have trouble, go to that person. They'll help you look for the helpers. That's right. Uh, Six California police officers have been charged with fraud after they paid people to take college classes for them. (laughs) All right. Uh, This is a bigger deal than it even sounds like, because this is basically what happened is the department said, all right, police people. Uh, we're going to pay for you to go to an online institution. And if you graduate, your pay will increase this level for everything that you graduate. Okay. Okay. So these police officers get the idea to pay somebody to take these classes for us, and then we'll start making more money. And have never actually had the training that they're supposed to go through. Right. Okay. So, like, God forbid you go take the class and learn something. Right. (laughs) I mean, wasn't
0: advanced mathematics wasn't the class or something?
1: No, dude. I mean, you're going to school. You want to go to school or not? But you can't do that. I mean, it's illegal to do that, and they are now finding that out. Uh, The officers are facing why wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud charges If convicted they could face up to 20 years in federal prison for doing this little stunt that's good i hope these weren't ethics classes they were supposed to be taking that's (laughs) the irony irony. (laughs) uh, look they named this online institution and just say hey this is where you can go take classes we don't even know they could be just trying to indoctrinate them (laughs) or they could be trying to help them a little bit but Either way, they're paying you to go take the training. I mean, yeah. the police academy is already uh,
0: succinct enough. It's not like it's a four year police academy or something, you know, most right. of them are a month or two long. Then yeah. get gun and set loose out on the streets. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, don't you remember when Mahoney and Laurel Jones and Tackleberry and mm-hmm. Mr. Sweetchuck all went to the police academy? I
0: yes, do. it was full of shenanigans. I almost <laughs> wanted to be a cop watching those eighties movies. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, no, kidding. A lot of nudity at the police academy. Who knew? Yeah, no. <laughs> who knew? Who knew?
1: And we see, dude, that, the uh, you know, a lot of European countries will have uh, police training is like two years, three years. And we see that, oh, wow, they really know how to de-escalate stuff over there. Uh, They get so much training, dude. You go for a couple of months now and you have, I mean, full uh, ability to do anything to anyone, ruin anyone's life. Like, it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. I watch a lot of First Amendment uh, audit videos, and
0: there was one I was watching the other day. They were in Texas, and the auditor's talking to the cops, and he says something to the effect of, like, do you guys find it weird that your police academy in Texas is a four-week course, but in Texas, to be a certified barber, you have to take a year-long course? (laughs) And the cop was just like, nope, I don't see any weirdness there. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
1: See, and I think if you were a good officer, you would be like, yes, it's crazy crazy like I would love to have more training it would make my job easier I'd do it better you know but if you say like no I don't find that weird at all you should not be a cop
0: no you don't want to learn more and you're afraid they're going to uh, teach you something that will go against what you've convinced yourself is the right thing to do yeah I saw, a, uh, I saw a thing on NBC the other day. They were, um, you know, this whole defund the police thing, which is not actually about defunding the police. It's about putting money into different resources, especially for domestic violence or uh, mental health issues. You know, sending basically a counselor out instead of a cop. Or so
1: restructured. Uh, well, adapt to things people are going through. Mental health issues has become a huge thing. Yes.
2: Well, but you know what? So those are calls, by the way. That police unions have been begging to have taken off their hands for decades, right. not just within the yes. past few years, but for decades now, they've been asking, hey, listen, we don't want to take these calls, mm-hmm. you know, the TV the ones, the mental health ones. They're, they're just like, send somebody else to do that. We want to just focus on actual crime stuff like violent mm-hmm. crime. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And it makes total sense, by the way. It's a whole different category if somebody has mental health issues. And so, I, I, yeah, they were following around in some cities, and I can't remember. I think it was Chicago, maybe, but basically they came up with money on their own to start some of these programs as a test pilot to so let's send out a mental health person with a cop for the guy on the street corners waving a sword around or whatever. And let's We see what did it happens. in Seattle. Yeah. 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 And uh, they've been having great success. And there was this one video I saw that, I mean, it brought a tear to my eye. This, it was a cop and it was a female counselor or whatever she would be called. And the clip of the video they showed, it was a man with a knife. And they had clearly been talking to him for a while. And the part of the clip was the woman saying to the guy, please drop the knife so I can come give you a hug. Right. And, and the broke, guy yeah. drops the knife. The cop grabs the knife. The counselor goes over and gives this guy a hug. And the whole situation was de-escalated
1: yeah they i i mean you're so right dude that this restructure that is at what they called defunding the police they admitted, hey, we made a bad call in the yes. name of the liberals are right? terrible at marketing stuff
0: like that yeah. yes <laughs>
1: notoriously so but this is what it's all about, and even if you're not going to take just uh you know clinical physicians to go out and uh you know take a suicide call or whatever uh you gotta train your officers. You've got to train the people. If they're willing to do it with training, then do that, dude. I've seen it work time and time again. There's a huge uh, clip on the Internet. That I'm sure you've seen of this guy that gets pulled over and he's a he's a veteran and he's going through crap, dude. And he's suicidal and in the car and he gets out and the cop is like, you want to hug, man? And he just hugs him. And the guy is like, you know, you're going to take care of me like he was going to kill himself like this works for different situations. Right. If the cops will take the training and not pay someone to go take it for them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just that too. Yeah. So, it's, you know, twenty years. Uh, let's just hope that they get the max, but somehow I know they probably won't.
0: This is need to know news. News you need to know.
2: Well, so I I don't have any school age children
0: in your trunk but... right now. Is that? What you're about?
2: <laughs> <laughs> although although I will tell you, I I had uh, I had a passenger last week. I was going to tell you guys. And uh, she was railing about uh, trans this, trans that on, on a cell, on a phone call with someone. Gee. And then she decided after she got off the phone, she wanted to talk to me about it. Oh. And, uh, and well, you know, and so then that's she tricky like,
0: for you because you need a tip and a good review. And,
2: you know, I, well, I don't care. I still say whatever, whatever I think
1: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I, um, you can't silence. So, <laughs> you no, know.
2: And so, and so she said to me, she's like, well, I bet you don't have any children. And I said, well, actually, I have a nice starter kit, and she's like, "What are you talking about?" And I said, "Well, I've got a, a box of puppies in a windowless van at home." So <laughs> <laughs> I
0: may have three kids by the end and of the said, day. We'll see. And she <laughs>
2: she did not find that funny at all. She did not <laughs> find that funny at all. She said th- she was just, you know. So anyway, I, I tell you that I tell you all that because they've uh, decided in Louisiana, which, by the way, ranks last in education. In in our United States.
0: Wow. Shocking.
2: Now here now the first day of school is coming up on Monday and parents are upset because now on the eve of the school starting, the school board has decided to move from a five day school week to a four day school week.
0: Oh. Hallelujah. Now, they did something smart.
2: Okay, but, but here's the thing though. I mean, if you're a parent, I think you'd probably want a little more notice on this sort of thing. Because if you got young kids, you gotta worry about daycare. Uh. Oh, yep. that's
0: fair. Yeah, they literally that, just announced it a few days before the
1: start of the school.
2: Absolutely, right before the school before that's the school weird. year was supposed to start, they just they decided to do that.
1: They did and, it to my sister uh, with, uh, oh, this is what we're going to do: half days every Friday or whatever. Didn't give them any notice, and she went through hoops to try and figure out childcare. Like she works well, but but
2: the other thing too, though, is is that some of the parents are cons- are concerned because they're not extending the school day to make up for that last day.
0: Yeah, they're not learning anything in Louisiana anyway, so what do you think? I know.
1: We are so, last in education. Let's give them less of it.
0: <laughs> it
1: doesn't so, make a lot of sense. Got nothing to lose. So,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like if you added like an extra hour or two you know, to the to each one of the other school days, then you're making yeah. up that, that last day of sure. school. Sure. That would
0: make sense. So whoever came up with the plan must have gone to Louisiana schools.
2: It must have been. I I bring this to you because, Steve, you know, you have school-age kids and, you know, you can speak to how difficult it can be for when this sort of thing gets sprung on you.
1: Would it be hard on their testing?
2: Testing?
0: I mean when I'm making out with my sister and working on my pickup truck all day I just don't have time to be driving kids all over the place so I understand Lu- Lu- Louisiana lifestyle is going to get really complicated <laughs> soon but uh, well, no it's all a big juggling hassle and yeah single parenting sucks even more for those kinds of reasons and, yeah. but yeah I mean I, I would uh,
1: probably appreciate a little more heads up but.
2: yeah exactly like tell me at least a-, a few weeks ahead of time that this is what we plan on doing
1: when we were in school dude uh, if our grand started to slip or if we were failing a class like i either had to go to saturday school or summer school right like uh you can, failing wasn't an option uh you got in trouble for it you had to go make it up so taking away the education is a uh, yeah that's probably not the best idea when you're last on the list for education <laughs> yeah so let's see how that experiment works out for
2: me maybe you no know, maybe arkansas i mean maybe louisiana is going to follow what arkansas is doing where they're allowing 13 and 14 year olds to you know work in factories and Serve alcohol and, and that sort of thing, you know. Get the kids in the in the, some real life work experience.
0: As a Californian, I'm sick of paying for everything in Louisiana. So if you guys could step it up down there, that'd be great.
1: And look, uh, look how it turned out for Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump, dude. They both made out well, right? Oh, they didn't.
2: okay. Now I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw <laughs> oh. something at you guys.
1: Yeah,
2: you said Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, I had a passenger this past week oh. who who had a dog, uh, a big bulldog. That had three legs.
1: Oh, was his name Lieutenant Dan?
2: It was! It that is the was. greatest
1: thing I've ever heard.
2: <laughs>
1: that is great. I got a friend that uh, somehow I never realized this, but he sort of looks like Lieutenant Dan, okay? And he we were at a party, a uh, law party, which would give you oh, know, those are ragers, dude. He's sitting somehow on his on his calves and so i can just see his knees i got a picture that i'll send to you guys that he looks exactly like lieutenant dan and we're at there's lawyers everywhere there's conversation going you know and scotch being drank and he's uh, uh, lieutenant dan i lose it in this room and everyone's turning around <laughs> and they're like what is so funny i'm like i can't even get it out i'm laughing so hard and finally <laughs> this room's basically quiet they're all staring at me and i finally get out it's Lieutenant Dan. No one, no oh, one found rest. it funny. No one got it? Oh, and I was just left to be like an idiot just dying on the ground. Uh. Was like, oh, uh, that's why you're at those things, right? To be the comic relief. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> need to know news indeed. Lieutenant Dan, we miss you. This is the only news you need to know. After all, this is need to know news. News you need to
0: know. Nuff said. I saw some lightning flash here. That's
1: fine. Oh boy! Oh, the storms coming in. Yes, hurricane Riders on, this on coast, the storm. Coming my way.
0: So you got to play um, some right, uh, so- Jim
2: Morrison, by the way, Steve.
0: Riders on the storm. Yeah, light my fire from the lightning. Uh, which uh,
2: <laughs> no, riders on the storm, of course.
0: Uh, okay, pick your reference. Uh, Nick and I are big coffee fans. We always, uh, I always like to bring any new coffee news that makes it into the cycle because this is need-to-know news. Forget politics; people care about their coffee. So, yes, uh, we've debated before how much is too much. We've talked about you know energy drinks having uh, two hundred milligrams of caffeine and that being absurd, but that a uh, average cup of coffee has pretty much about that. Nick and I are both drinking coffee today. I had my Starbucks. I stopped in the way.
1: Yeah, I got mine. Yeah. We're all good. No. Brisky. What are you drinking? No. Uh, I'm just water. Just uh, water. Bud Light. No.
2: <laughs> I, I will. I will be this weekend. This Go. week, I you know, I'm going to make sure to order it as often as I can when I'm in Tennessee.
0: Good. Please do. Be proud. So anyway, so this is yet another article trying to address the topic of how much coffee is good for you, bad for you, or whatever. So the latest, and this will probably change in two more weeks with the next article, but uh, the Food and Drug Administration recommends people cap their daily caffeine intake at 400 milligrams or about four or five eight-ounce cups of coffee. Like a a five-ounce cup of coffee, that's just that little cup, right? That's not even a good-sized mug.
1: My uh, mug is, all, I think it's about 9 to 10 ounces. So that's about half a cup of regular coffee. Right, my uh,
0: my uh, hydro flask holds like twenty ounces of coffee or something. So uh, they're saying, yeah, cap it at about four hundred milligrams total. Most people are unlikely to experience serious side effects of caffeine, like erratic heartbeats, vomiting, seizures, diarrhea, or even death, unless they consume twelve hundred milligrams or twelve cups a day. Now, twelve hundred milligrams, Nick, I, you and I are both over four hundred. I can almost guarantee that. Oh yeah, hundreds a lot, but. There's many days where I have drink coffee kind of throughout the day, or I drink two of my uh, French presses by myself.
1: Yeah, uh, I uh, there's days that I'll have twelve cups of coffee, like big cups of coffee. Really? Yeah because wow. i drink it at night too as soon as i get done eating if i'm home anyway as soon as i get done making dinner i am like an old man i go make my coffee you know my after dinner drink yes and how are you sleeping Ah, uh, yeah i well <laughs> to be fair i went to decaf at night i was just oh, drinking great. the full stuff <laughs> but yeah right
0: nick had great advice for me years ago about you know at starbucks the venti is like the extra large and the grande is the large basically And I was like, what should I order in the morning? He's like, venti. Like, grandy's only for afternoon coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. Go big or go home. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, 400 milligrams a day is what they recommend we all stop at. So, if you're a a two-cup-a-day kind of person, you're probably doing okay. But if you're at three, four, five, six cups coffee a day, they're saying you could, in fact, end up with uh, what was the list? Uh,
1: Diarrhea, uh, high heart rate, death,
0: (laughs) erratic heartbeat and death. (laughs) (laughs) This is funny. I know from drinking too much coffee. I'll
1: tell you this, dude. This is funny that you bring this up on this show is because uh, two days ago I was talking to my brother and uh, he had uh, been to the doctor and his heart rate was really high like the doctor said your resting heart rate i think was like 120 something resting mm-hmm. and that's wow. very high That's really it should high, be yeah. between 60 and 72 73
0: i was going to say i've learned in therapy that if your heartbeat is over 100 beats per minute you're no longer in your right mind to be making sound decisions about your emotions and responses and whatnot so your brother's resting heart rate is 120 so Ooh, that's it w- not good at all. It you
1: know? was when he went to the doctor and I asked him, I was like 120. Like, didn't you feel like when you were laying on the couch, like you were working out or at least, you know, sweeping something like that's weird that you didn't notice that he was like, no, I guess it's just been that way for a while, I guess. So I I didn't really notice it, but I asked him, what are you going to do about it? He said, I gave up coffee and Ooh. he used to have four cokes four or five cokes a week okay and i said coffee okay coke and coffee so i asked him and he was kind of like us he drank coffee all throughout the day so he gave up cold turkey gave up caffeinated pop and uh went back had it retested he went down to 76 from just from stopping that wow I said, that is incredible, dude. Because the thing that maybe you don't think about is if you have a high resting heart rate, your this ticker inside of us, it when it was built, you know, and depending how you treat it, it was only made to give a million clicks. Okay. If you have a higher heart rate, your heart will die faster. Like you will die
0: faster. The battery will run out sooner. Yeah. Yes. That's fair. Now, if I was him, I'd say, okay, now I'm going to go back to drinking coffee. I'll skip the Coke still. Can I get my heart rate of, like,
1: 90? Like, i I'd try to find the sweet spot because that's a lot to just give up all of a sudden. He said the results were so good that he was like, I'm good. With the I'm not craving it, like, I'm good. That right. helped out, so. He's now beating up strangers in traffic
0: because he's so tense and stressed out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. His heart rate's doing better, though. So yeah. Yeah. So. He's going to live a long time. <laughs> Interesting. So there you go. And if you are drinking energy drinks, that means if you're drinking two of those a day, you're at the limit already, too. So factor all of that in. Coke, by the way, was pretty darn low compared to energy drinks and coffee as far as caffeine goes. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the sugar caffeine effect when you're drinking Coke. Right. That's the problem with Coke because it's got way more sugar than any of that stuff. So, I think a can of Coke has more sugar than you need in a week, honestly. And you can Uh, use it to degrease an engine. So what does that tell you? (laughs) Right? Yeah, you can take the rust off nails. Uh, Do we have time for another? Uh, If it's quick, yeah, sure. Mm, No, it's not quick.
0: Mm, I'll save it. (laughs) Then you save that, and we can wrap it on up.
1: Well, uh Brewski, we will say goodbye to you as you get on JetBlue, the finest of all airlines and <laughs> uh head for Memphis, Tennessee. Going yes. to Graceland?
2: I sure am. Yep, yep. What was yeah, the uh,
0: what was the impetus for this? Why why did you guys decide Memphis? So
2: my my sister's the big Elvis fan and she wanted to go to Graceland. I just said, "Okay, let's let's do it." And then also a friend of mine his band plays at at a restaurant in uh Tennessee. In Nashville I should say on Tuesdays and so we're gonna the flights are cheaper to Nashville
1: oh so you're flying into Nashville That's
2: yeah right. we're flying into Nashville and then we're driving it's three hours from Nashville to Memphis and then we're spending a few days in Memphis
0: okay are you going uh, to go to Kid Rock's bar and buy some Bud Light? Um, oh, you're I in Nashville.
2: <laughs> I wasn't planning on it, but I can do it and take a picture to send to for, for the socials.
0: That'd be hilarious. Buy him one since he's still drinking it. You
2: know? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I just may have to do that.
0: Right.
1: Are you going to take a lot of photographs inside the king's throne? I mean, his house, not just his throne. No, yeah. no. I mean, I, I want to see his toilet. That's where he died, well, right? I well, mean, just,
2: just so you know, we actually bought the super like the highest ticket you can buy for Graceland.
1: What does but that mean? You can roll around on his bed. Right? I wish it was something like that.
2: No, it's a, it's a, it's a smaller group and it's it's a guided tour. They also bring you to other places that other tickets you don't get to see. Like you don't get to see all the cars if you buy the cheaper tickets which I like. And then also um you get lunch. No, They didn't say if it's peanut butter and banana sandwiches or not. I but, hope it know. is.
1: It better be an Elvis-themed menu, dude. With <laughs> oh some Quayloods put in there. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, and then you should be able to have an Elvis-style lunch and then use his toilet on the way out.
2: Uh, yes. Well, I, I, bought, I told you guys I bought those um, Elvis sneakers to wear uh to graceland
1: oh fantastic
2: so do you remember that white jumpsuit he had with the thunderbird on it like sure so i bought i found these sneakers online that are just like knockoff nikes and on the side they actually have that thunderbird um embroidered on the side of the sneakers
1: beautiful brisky are you wearing elvis glasses i mean you got to get some sunglasses right
2: i i have glasses but no Elvis glasses, just my Ray-Bans and my cop shades. So,
1: All right. I'll buy the well, souvenir shop.
0: And hopefully yes. that access, you know, you're paying for. They say Elvis hangs out in the kitchen there still.
2: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs>
0: he's a ghost. Maybe yeah, maybe we get to meet the king. Well, he's still alive.
1: Come on. He's not dead yet. Oh, that's true. He's <laughs> he's running the country. I saw that. Uh, yes, exactly. Is, is your uh sister, like, is she going to freak when she's in there seeing his <laughs> things?
2: I don't know. She, she likes all like the Elvis movies and she yeah. likes a, lo- a lot of that, a lot of that stuff. So I'm, I'm excited because she's super excited for it. Oh, we're going to a place in uh, Memphis, uh, this bar that was the first place where Elvis played his first gig.
1: Nice. Dude. It's
2: still there.
1: Wow. Sounds like a very fun trip, dude. So take some pictures and uh, yeah, bring some uh, experience back with you, and let us know more about it. Yeah,
0: I will do that. Live the Elvis experience. Steal something from a black guy while you're there. Okay. <laughs> oh, <boy.
1: laughs> It's The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve, all of Brewski. Travel safe, Bruski, and say goodbye.
2: Goodbye, Bruski. Thank you. Test one, you two, test one,
1: two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.
0: Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Bruski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one.